joining. It is indeed a schos and a pleasure to be able to introduce someone like Rabbi Tversky. Rabbi Tversky, who is well known to some of you, and not as well known to some of you, um, not only has Yichus lineage with his parents, Rabbi Rav Nuchel and Revitz and Tversky and Rudwalki, Zaydiz and Babiz, all the way back to the Baal Shem Tev. But, you know, as, as we all know, the famous expression, Yichus lineage is like a bunch of zeros. And it's up to us to put the number one in front, and that makes the lineage valuable. Rabbi Tversky, as those of you who know him know, has, you know, not only put the number one in front, but has brought it up a number 10 and higher from his kahila in Chicago and his shiurim that are accessible all over the world. And people enjoy hearing from his, not only his chachma and pikchus, but the warmth which is given over to all those who have the pleasure of hearing from him. So with that in mind, it's a pleasure and a privilege for us to hear some divrei chizuk getting ready for Elul from Harav Ephraim Tversky Shlita. Rabbi Tversky. Thank you, Rabbi Berkowitz. It's a, it's a tremendous covet to be able to uh, speak to your uh, your wonderful Eilam who is uh, eager to learn and to uh, and to prepare for the the awesome days that that uh, that are approaching. And Yashikaya uh, for everyone who's joining. Shalom Aleichem. It is wonderful to meet you. Um, I'd like to, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. And, um, and I'd like to suggest an approach. Uh, afterwards, I'll, um, we'll open the floor if anyone has any questions. And this week's Pasha, this week's Pasha is Pasha's Nitzavim. The Pasuk says that A realize Nosati Lafanecha Hayoim as a Chaim, as a Toiv, as a Mobas, as a Ra. Realize I placed before you today life and good and death and bad. And the Pasuk concludes Uvacharta Bachaim, the Torah Doshe advises us. And encourages us to, to choose life. And all the all the Farshim have difficulty. Why the Torah has to say has to mention once once the Torah has established that this way is life and this way is death, then is it really necessary to say choose life? It seems pretty obvious. If you have a if you have a choice between life and death, one chooses life. Why does the Torah have to mention in addition, it seems that the appropriate wording of the Pasuk should have been Nosati Yama please before you today, life and death, and good and bad. Meanwhile, the Pasuk says, I place before you today life and good and death and bad, as if the choice is between life and good. Right, the, the way the positive should have said it would have been, I'm giving you life and death and good and bad. Those are the choices. There's a Zohar Kodesh. The Zohar Kodesh mentions that wherever we find the word Hayyim in the Torah, 
just Hayoim, Hayoim Stam, it's a reference to Rosh Hashanah. So in this Pasuk, where it says, realize that place before you today, life and good and death and bad. It's talking about Rosh Hashanah, that every Rosh Hashanah, the Rebbe places before us the choice to choose between life and death. And as we know from Chazal that on Rosh Hashanah, the, the books of life and the books are, of death are open before Hashem. So this, this really fits into the Pasuk really well that this is actually talking about Rosh Hashanah. And the fact that the Torah tells us that we have the choice to choose life, this is a, it seems a support to the, to the famous Toldis. The Toldis, who was a Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov, said that when Chazal tell us that we have on Rosh Hashanah, that the books of life and the books of death are open before Hashem, and that a that a tzaddik is inscribed into the the book of life, and a rasha is inscribed into, into the book of death. The Torah says that really what happens on Rosh Hashanah is that Hashem opens the books and He offers it to us, and He tells us, "Write yourself, inscribe yourself into whichever book you want." If you want to be a tzaddik going forward, inscribe yourself in the Sifran Shal Tzaddikim. Inscribe yourself in the book of the tzaddik. If you can't, if you can't resolve that from now on you're going to be a tzaddik, and rather you'd rather, and therefore you want to inscribe yourself in the Sifran Shal Rishayim, we have that choice as well. But the choice is ours, which book we want to inscribe ourselves. And after the Torah advises us. Choose life. And as mentioned before, that seems to be too obvious that the Torah should, should need to tell us. On Rosh Hashanah, we're going to say, Today is the inception of the world. Once again, Hayoim. Hayoim is Rosh Hashanah. Today, on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem is going to bring to judgment all creations of the world. So either we're like children or we're like servants. If we're like children, Hashem have compassion upon us. Like a father has compassion on children. And if we're like servants, if we're like slaves, our eyes are dependent upon you. That you should give us grace. And you should, you should give us a, a favorable judgment. I'd like to point out that there seems to be a redundance Right, we say either we're like children or like avod. If we're like children, then have rachmanas on them. Well, just just say Why does it, why do we need to say first Either we're like children or like avod, and then say again If we're like children, 
All we need to all we need to do is say it once. Why say it once? Once we're talking about being bonim or avadim, whether we're children to Hashem or whether we're like servants to Hashem, we need to try to understand these two types of relationships. Well, which one really, which one is it? Are we like children to Hashem or are we Hashem's servants? And there seems to be contradictory psukim. In Pasuk, in, in Pasha's Re'eh, the Pasuk says, Your children to Hashem, your God. In Pasha's Bahar, the Pasuk says, Kili Yisrael avadim, Yisrael are my servants. So, which one is it? It would seem that the relationship of being children to Hashem is a much closer relationship. Uh, after all, children are much closer to a father than servants or slaves are to their master. The, the service of a child to their parent is a service of love. The, the service of a, of a servant or a slave to his master is a, is a service of fear. So it would seem that the service of children is a much greater service. Which, which begs the question, in Tai Rosh Hashanah, we're talking about Malchus. We're talking about crowning Hashem. It's the coronation of the Rabbi Nishalayim. We accept upon ourselves Hashem's malchus. Imru lefanai malchi, as the, the, the Gemara says. Hashem says, say before me the psukim of malchi, that you should make me your king. Why are we talking about Hashem being our king? Why aren't we talking about Hashem being our father? That's a much closer relationship. It seems it's a more special relationship. Why are we talking about Malchus? Why are we talking about kingdom? And we say, Avinu Malkeinu, so many times, Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king. Why are we mentioning Malkeinu? If Avinu is such more of a closer relationship, it's a relationship of love. Forget about the Malkeinu part. Let's just talk about Hashem being our father. Obviously, this month, month of Elul, the, the last, we're, at, we're into the last week of Elul. This is a time that we're supposed to be preparing for Rosh Hashanah. So what type of avoida, what type of service are we preparing? Rosh Hashanah is actually this, it marks the sixth day of creation. Creation took place on the 25th day of Elul. The sixth day of creation was the day Odom and Chavon were created. That's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the day that commemorates the creation of man. But it's not only the creation of man that took place on the sixth day of, Rosh, on the sixth day of creation. 
it was also that first choice that was given to man. Hashem gave us a choice that either eat from the Eitzachayim, the tree of life, or to eat from the Eitzhadas Toivera, eat from the tree of knowledge of good, or bad, of good and bad. And Hashem told Adam Achav, the day you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and bad, you're going to die. So in essence, Hashem gave us a choice on that day to choose between life and death. Between, to choose between the Sifrei Chaim and the Sifrei Mason. And every year since then, the Rebbeinu Shalom gives us that same choice every year. Here are the books of life, the books of death. Inscribe yourself. The question is how? What do we need to do to inscribe ourselves in the book of life? I'd like to try to understand what is so terrible about eating from the tree of good and bad. Well, isn't that isn't it important to know the difference between good and bad? Eitz hadas toivera, the tree that gives knowledge of good and bad. That's that's. There, there's anything important? Seems to me that that should be something very important. What does Hashem have against? I'm going to ask one more question before I get on to the approach that hopefully will answer all these questions. The Mogan Avram in Hilchas Rosh Hashanah says that one shouldn't eat nuts on Rosh Hashanah. Why shouldn't we eat nuts? Says the Mogan Avram because the gematria, the numerical value of the word egois, which means nuts, is the same gematria as the word chet. Same gematria as the word chet, which is sin. Now, we don't want to mention or even allude to sin at all on Rosh Hashanah. So don't even eat something whose gematria is the same gematria as chet. So we're not going to eat ego. We're not going to eat Now, let me tell you how far-fetched this is. Right? Sounds far-fetched as it is. Gemat, something, eat something that has the gematria of chet, it's far-fetched. But if, you, if, if you'll actually count and, 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 and uh, calculate the gematria of egois, it doesn't come out the chet. Egois, Aleph is one, Gimel is three, which is four altogether. Vav is six, which is 10. Zion is seven. That's 17. Chet is written ches, tes, aleph. Ches is eight. Tes is nine. Together, that's 17. Aleph is one, that's 18. So chet is 18. And ego is 17. So, okay, so you're going to tell me, okay, but there's always a rule that you can 
you can always add one. Now, how ridiculous can you get? You shouldn't eat egois on Rosh Hashanah because the gematry of egois is chet, but not really, but with the koil, if you, you include one more, it's going to be gematry of chet, so don't eat egois on Rosh Hashanah. Come on. That's ridiculous. What's, what's even more difficult is because egois is gematria 17, which is gematria toiv. Toiv is 17. Isn't that something we want on Rosh Hashanah? Why? Why can't we eat egois on Rosh Hashanah? So I think that we can understand this all with the following approach. There's a fundamental difference between children and slaves. Besides the differences we spoke about before, that children serve out of love and slaves serve out of fear. Children have free choice. Meaning a son has free choice whether he wants to serve his father or he doesn't whether he has free choice, whether he wants to listen to his father or he doesn't. An Evid, a slave, belongs to his master. He doesn't have free choice. He has no choice but to fulfill the will of his master. That's an Evid. An Evid, in the words of Chazal, is Yad Evid Yad Rabbi, and Evid doesn't even have his own identity. He's, he's totally negated to his master. The point is here that an Evid, in, 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 in Lush and Kodesh, we say an Evid is a mukhrich. An Evid is, is, must fulfill the will of his master. A Ben, a child, is not a mukhrich. A child is free choice. Now, in Mitzrayim, we were avodim. We were avodim to Parag, avodim to Mitzrayim. We had no choice but to fulfill the will of Parag and our Egyptian master. Not only that, but Chazal tell us that we were avodim to our Yitzhahara. We had fallen to the lowest of levels. We had fallen to the Memtes Share Tumah, to the 49 gates of Tum. We were so addicted to the ways of Mitzrayim, there was no way out. We were, we followed our Yitzhahara like Avodim. We were Mokhrech. We were 
it was as if we were obligated to fulfill his will. We didn't even have free choice anymore. That's what it means to be in Memte Sharitu, to be Avodim in Mitzrayim. Now, Chazal tell us, there is no one that is truly free other than someone who learns Torah and leads a Torah life. The Torah gives us the ability, it frees us from the shackles of the Yetzirah and gives us the ability to be in control. The Torah is what frees a person from the avdus, from the slavery to the Yetzirah. So when the Rabbi Shleilam gave us the Torah and he said, I'm Hashem, your God, at that, that is when we became free people. Up until that point, we were avodim. If we weren't avodim to Paroi, we were avodim to our own Yetzirah. And until this very day, Chazal tell us, no one is free unless they live a Torah life. Otherwise, they are enslaved to the, to the desires and the passions and all of the nourishkeit that are going on in the world. People are addicted. People follow their passions. People follow their appetites. Unless you live and conduct a Torah life. Torah gives one the ability to be free, to have free choice. The Torah, when did we become Bonim? When did we become Bonim instead of Avodim? That happened when Hashem said, Hashem when He gave us the Torah. That's when he took us out from being avodim to our Yetzirah, being bonim to Hashem. And now we have free choice. And that's what the Pesach says in the beginning of Parshas Re'eh. Re'eh, realize, Onoichi noisein lifneichem ayoyim bracha I place before you today a curse, uh, a blessing and a curse. The word anoichi doesn't need to be there. It could say, as it says in Pashas Netzavim, Why does it say anoichi What Moshe Rabbeinu is telling to us is realize anoichi. Anoichi means anoichi Hashem on what the Torah Hakadosh gives you is the choice between bracha uklala. Without the Torah, you are addicted. You are enslaved to klala. Now you have the free choice. You can choose between bracha and klala. Torah frees you from the slavery of the Etzahar. So, 
Bonim is the way to go. To be Bonim, to be children, to have free choice. There's another level. We can, we can climb higher. Bonim is not the highest level. And that level is to make ourselves into a mukhrich to do the will of the Rabbi Shalom, that we should know to, to make it as if we no longer have free choice, meaning that we should become enslaved to the Rabbi Shalom. Of course, we need to extricate ourselves from the avdus, from the slavery to the Yitzhahara, and to become bonim, to become bonim to the Rabbi Shalom, that we now have free choice to choose between good and bad. But let's climb another level. And that next level is to make ourselves into avodim to the Rabbi Nishleilam, to be mukhrach, to be, to have no other choice than to fulfill the Ratzan Abayrah, to declare that the Rabbi Nishleilam is our king, that he's our master, not just the father who we have free choice either to do his will or not to do his will. Let's make the Rabbi Nishleilam into our master that now we have to fulfill his will. Being avodim is a much higher level than being bonim. Because as long as we're bonim, we still can choose between toiv and ra. We can still choose between good and bad. But when we declare that Hashem is our melech and we are his avodim, what that means is we are mukhrach. We have no choice but to fulfill the Rotterdam. And this is why the Pasik continues in Pasha's Re'eh. And it says, Esa bracha. When is it a bracha? Asher tishma'u. That you will listen. Meaning that you will have no choice. That you will decide to have no choice but to listen. Ba'aklala. Ba'aklala isn't asher lo'itishmu. Ba'aklala is im lo'itishmu. If you even have a choice to listen or not, that's already a clock. The bracha is if we decide to be avodim lamaka, to be to make the Rabbi Shalom our king to the point that we become his slaves and his servants, that we have no other choice but to fulfill the Ratzon Abayr. That's a bracha. A bracha asher When you tell a person that they have a choice between good and bad, that's a choice. If you tell a person that they have a choice between life and death, that's not a choice. Because life is the, is the obvious. No, no one wants that. As long as we view Torah and mitzvahs, or we look at mitzvahs and averis as toiv and ra, as good and bad, then we're bonim. We're bonim. 
we, we're like children who have free choice to do good or bad. An Eved, the way a person becomes a Mokrech, how do we become, how does a person become a Mokrech? How does a person become someone who always will do what's right? The only way to become a Mokrech, the only way to be an Eved to the Rabbi Shalom is to see mitzvahs and averis as life and death. Then we're mochrech to do the Ratanashim. And I believe that this is the choice that the Rebbeinu Shalom gave Adam and Chav. There is an etachayim. There is a tree of life if you take from this tree, you will always be alive. You'll always be good. It's the tree of deciding to be a mukhrach. It's the a tree of deciding to be obligated to the Ratzanasha, to be attached to life all the time. Or you can eat from the eitz hadas toivera. You can eat from the tree of knowing between good and bad. You can, you can eat from the tree where the choice won't be life and death. The, ch- the choice will be good and bad. But you should know that the day you eat from that tree, if you decide that from now on, you're going to view good and you're going to view mitzvahs and averis as good and bad, you should know you're going to fall as long as you have free choice. There are times you're going to choose what's wrong. So in other words, the Rebbeinu Shalom gave Adam and Chava the choice to choose whether to have free choice. You can choose to be connected to Chaim all the time, to be avodim, to the Rabbi Shalom, to be a mukhrach, or you can choose to be banim. And to always, to always have the ability to choose between good and bad. And that's the choice we're given every Rosh Hashanah. That choice that Hashem gave Adam and Chava took place on Rosh Hashanah. And every year since then, Hashem gives us the same choice. You can choose between, not between good and bad, between Chayim and Toiv. You can choose between Chayim, you can view mitzvahs as life, or you can view mitzvahs as Toiv, as good. If you you view mitzvahs as as Chayim, you'll be Avodim, Mechrochem, you'll be obligated to fulfill the because he's your master or you can choose toiv. You can choose good just to view it as good, to be bonim. And now we can understand what Hayyoyim Haras Oilam is. Hayyoyim Haras Oilam. Today is the inception of the world. Today, Hashem will judge all creations. What is the judgment? 
whether we choose to be Bonim or we choose to be Avon. That's our choice. Uvacharto Bachayim, the Rabbi begs us choose life, choose to view mitzvahs as life itself, choose to be Avodim, don't choose to be Bonim. Now we understand why you shouldn't eat an egg Because an egg is, is gematria toy. We don't want toy. We want chai. And what the Morgan, when the Morgan Avram says that egoids is gematria chait, what he, what he means to say is that choosing toy equals chait. Because if we choose to see mitzvahs, as Toiv and Averis as Ra, then inevitably we're going to eventually make the wrong choice. And we're going to choose Chet. Our choice on Rosh Hashanah is not a choice between Toiv and Ra. It's not it's, it's a choice between Chayim and Toiv. And we want to choose Chai. We want to choose to live our lives seeing mitzvahs as Chai and seeing Averis as Mavis. We want to be Avodim. We want to choose to be Avodim Mamak. To be Mukhrachim, not to be Banim. Who have free choice between Tevin? So that's what Rosh Hashanah is all about: crowning the Rebbeinu Shlom, coronating the Rebbeinu Shlom as our king, not as our father. We are deciding on Rosh Hashanah to live a life, a life of a mukhrach, to be an event to the Rebbeinu. And our avodah and chodesh elu is to prepare for that. To, to bring ourselves into the mindset of totally subjugating ourselves to the Rebbeinu Shleilam as a slave to a master that we should have no other choice than to do the Rotan There's a Pasuk in Pashas Re'ei where the Pasuk says You're not able to eat in your own cities your miser or your Bukhar, these are things that have to be in Yerushalayim. You can't eat it anywhere else. And Rashi is bothered by the expression of Loisuchal. You can't. Rashi says, Of course you can. But you're not allowed to. The Pasuk, when the Pasuk says Loisuchal, 
you can't. The Apostle is telling us, really, of course you can, but you're not allowed to. Question is, so why does the Apostle use the word Laisucha? And the answer is because the Apostle here is telling us we should go to Yerushalayim. And the reason why Hashem wanted us to bring our mindset to Yerushalayim is that we should fear Hashem. Once we come to that level of fearing Hashem as a, as a servant does for to a master, then then you can't do anything otherwise because we become a mochrech. Because you're obligated. We're obligated to listen to our master. We don't have free choice anymore once we decide that Hashem is our master. So Rabbi Yisai, Rosh Hashanah is coming. And the Rabbi Yisrael is going to offer us, he's going to open up two books in front of us. Sifrei Chaim and Sifrei Mason. In other words, do you want to be a Ben or do you want to be an Evan? And it's up to us to transcribe ourselves into whichever book we want. We can make the same mistake Ottoman Chava did on the same day, on this very day. And we can decide to eat from the Eitzadas Tevirah. We can decide, you know what? We want to, have, we want to be like Bana. We want to have free choice. That book is called Sifrei Mason. Or we can decide to choose to eat from the Eitzachai. To inscribe ourselves in the Sefer Achai. And that is when we crown the Rebbein Shalom as our king, declaring that we have no choice but to listen to whatever he said. And if we resolve to live our lives that way, there's special siyat edishmai, there's special assistance from heaven, that we should be able to live our lives that way. And we will be able to maintain our resolution to live as Mukhrachim. Because the Rabbani Shalom is our king. We have no other choice but to listen to him. May we all be Zaychim to inscribe ourselves into the Sefer HaChaim. And that we should, the Rabbani Shalom should bless us with long life, with health, with Nachas from our children. Parnasa Barachavah. Everything we wish for ourselves, the should bless all of you with cold to Selah. And may we all be Zaycha that this should be the year, the year where the Rabbani Shalom's Malchus will be revealed to the entire world. The Vias Mashiach, the Kenu, the Meher of Yamein Amen. Thank you, Rabbi Tursky. Um, now, if anyone has any questions, they're welcome to ask. But I will say my part that. Um, my father always tells me that when you finish speaking, you have to leave the listeners begging for more. Rabbi Tversky, we're begging for more and we're looking forward Hashem, to the next opportunity to hear such a divrei chachma and chizuk. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. If you want everyone else to ask, you need to unmute them. Okay. Anyone who would like to ask Koshin can unmute. I think you're... Anyone over there? I left them all speechless. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. 
Have a good kibbeh. See you Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Berkowitz, again. Hi, everybody. Hi, Linda. Hi, Gail and Yale. Nice to see you guys. Hi, Rabbi Nixon. Hi, Lo. Hi, Lo.